Hello and welcome to the Forge Church Catch-Up Podcast. We're delighted that you've chosen to press play on this podcast today. My name is Johnny and I'm part of the teaching team here at the Forge. Each Sunday, our hope and prayer is to provide practical teaching directed by God that ties into everyday life. We hope that today's talk encourages you. Most of us are terrible at predicting the future, uh, yet we love to do it, don't we? My old football group uh, used to meet on a Tuesday to watch either a Premiership game or a Champions League match, and we'd often try and predict the final score. Uh, to be honest, we were rubbish and we nearly always got it wrong, but we never got our predictions as wrong as poor Boris did last year. You know, on the 2nd of January 2020 at 10.18 in the morning, Boris tweeted these words, this is going to be a fantastic year for Britain. (laughs) Little did he know. You know, there is so much about the future that we don't know and can't know. But actually, there are some things that we can know because we can shape the future by the paths that we take in life. And it's based on the principle of the path. But we're going to come on to that a bit later. A number of years ago, Sarah and I were invited to a house in France to join some friends who were celebrating a significant wedding anniversary. Wynne and Jill, my uncle and aunt, were also invited, but were going to be travelling separate to us. And so Jill very kindly gave us a spare map of the area in France that we were going to, as this was before the days of Google Maps on our phones. And so we headed off to Calais. Uh, We chose our route to the house that took us through a town called uh, Saint-Omer. And when we arrived at the town, we just couldn't find the road to take us to our destination. We went round the town kind of three or four times and nothing seemed to make sense. And for about an hour, we went this way and we went that way and we just couldn't find our way onto the right road. Uh, Basically, we were lost and we were just feeling like giving up when we picked a road and we drove. And fortunately, it proved to be a road that would take us towards the house where we were staying. And when we arrived much later than expected, we told everyone that we'd got lost and we'd circled uh, Santa several times uh, before finding the right road out. But they all looked puzzled and they said, why didn't you take the motorway? And we said, what motorway? There, there wasn't a motorway. And we showed them the map. <laughs> and then my auntie then realised that our lostness was all her fault, that the map that she had given us was so old and out of date that it contained no motorway. Now, whether you have your own version of Auntie Jill or not, you know, it's easy to get lost, isn't it? And there are some basic rules about being lost. You know, we don't get lost on purpose. We don't choose it. It just happens to us. You know, we're lost before we know we're lost. You know, we just become aware by the time that it's too late. And men drive faster when they're lost. I don't know why, but we do. And we wind up where the road that we're on ends up. Now, fortunately for Sarah and I, we managed to guess the right road to get us uh, to our holiday destination. This principle is obvious when it comes to driving, but it's less obvious to us when it comes to living. But just as physical roads have kind of predictable outcomes or destinations, there are predictable outcomes and destinations in just about every area of life. Hence the series title, The Beginner's Guide to Predicting Your Future. You know, the paths that we take in life will always lead us somewhere and we can know where that somewhere is. How? 
Well, Johnny launched the series brilliantly last week as he highlighted the principle of the path. And the principle of the path is this, that our direction determines our destination. Now, this is true financially, it's true professionally, relationally, it's true emotionally and spiritually. In fact, anything with an ily at the end, it's true. And if I was to ask you about what you'd like your life to be like in three to five years time, I think you'd be able to give an answer. And maybe you'd say you'd wanna be financially secure or enjoying your job or happily married or fit and healthy or on fire for God. You know, these are great goals. They are great intentions. But this is where the challenge comes because there is often a disconnect between our intention. Yes, I want to be fit and healthy and I want to have lost weight or yes, I want to have a strong faith. A disconnect between our intention and our direction. Now, I believe that God doesn't want us to be a victim of this disconnect because at the end of the day, direction trumps intention every day. I am living evidence of that. I mean, over the past 10 months, I have put on some extra weight. Now, I hate it when my shirts go tight and I have this kind of muffin top that rolls over the top of my trousers. You know, I never intended to put on weight. In fact, my intention is always to lose weight. But even in prepping this talk, I ate a bag of crisps, I opened up a tub of roses and ate all the dairy milk chocolates and the fudge sweets. So do you see? There's this disconnect between my intention and my direction. The path that I'm on isn't leading to weight loss. Now, you know where this path is leading and so do I. You see, my intention may be good, but it makes no difference. Now, every married couple that I know wants to be happy and grow their relationships. And yet, so many spend little time together, rarely talk, they complain about each other's faults, and they're on a path that doesn't lead to their intended destination. There's a disconnect. We live with the consequences of the path that we take, which is why we sometimes need to do a U-turn and get back on the right path that leads us to where we want to go. You see, the truth is that you are unique. You really are. But your path and your destination isn't. Now, a wise man called Solomon knew this over 900 years BC. Uh, and he wrote some very wise words assembled in a book that we now have in our Bibles called the Proverbs. And in Proverbs 7, Solomon tells a story. It's a parable to some young men uh, about a young, naive man and a seductive married woman. <laughs> now, the point of this parable isn't that all women are, sedu um, are seducers or that all young men are naive. Although, hmm. but what Solomon is highlighting is that what is intended by us as a diversion is actually a direction with an unintended destination. Now, he's the narrator in the story and he writes this. While I was at the window of my house looking through the curtain, I saw some naive young men, one in particular who lacked common sense. Now, he was crossing the street near the house of an immoral woman, strolling down the path by her house. And it was twilight in the evening as deep darkness fell. And the woman approached him, seductively dressed and sly of heart. And she was brash, rebellious type, never content to stay at home. She's often in the streets and markets soliciting at every corner. 
And she threw her arms around him and kissed him. And with a brazen look, she said, I've just made my peace offerings and fulfilled my vows. Hey, that's sexy talk. <laughs> You're the one I was looking for. I came out to find you and here you are. My bed is spread with beautiful blankets and coloured sheets of Egyptian linen. I've perfumed my, be my bed with myrrh and aloes and, and cinnamon. Come, let's drink our fill of love until morning. Let's enjoy each other's caresses, for my husband is not home. He's away on a long trip. He has taken a wallet full of money with him and won't return until later this month. In other words, there's no consequences if you don't get caught or if nobody knows. You know, we can take the wrong turn uh, without going the wrong way and, and things still turning out fine. So that's what she's saying. So she seduces him with her pretty speech and entices him with her flattery and he follows her at once. Well, of course he did. She likes me. I'm special. I'm one in a million. Whereas in fact, the narrator thinks he's one of a million. <laughs> And he says, I'm going to have the night of my life. And the narrator of the story says, he followed her and at once, at once, like an ox going to the slaughter. What? Now it's just a diversion. This is just a bit of fun. Don't, don't be so old fashioned. But the narrator carries on. He was like a stag caught in a trap awaiting the arrow that would pierce his heart. He was like a bird flying into a snare, little knowing it would cost him his life cost him his life. This is just a divert. This is just a bit of fun. But then the narrator, Solomon, pulls away from the story and he talks to the young men in his presence. And he says this, so listen to me, my sons, and pay attention to my words. Don't let your hearts stray away towards her. Don't wander down her wayward path. <laughs> path. It wasn't the path. This was just a distraction, a diversion. But Solomon continues, for she has been the ruin of many. Many men have been her victims. Her house is the road to the grave. Her bedroom is the den of death. Her house is the road to the grave. We're going to come back to that in just a moment. Have you, have you ever wondered why counsellors are so clever? I know that they're trained and they're good at it, but do you know why they appear so smart? Well, it's because we're so predictable <laughs> because our direction has a destination tied to it. And so we start sharing our problems and issues and we look for a fix, a solution to our issues. And the wise counsellors know that there is no fix. You can't fix people. You can fix things, but you can't fix people. What you can do is change direction. Now, this isn't an overnight thing. It's a process, a step by step in the right direction. And the right direction leads to the right destination. And when you change direction, things change. And this is Solomon's point, that what began as a diversion, a distraction, was actually a direction. Her house is the road to the grave. Her house is the road. No, her house is a house. But Solomon is arguing that her house is a road because it's leading somewhere. And some of us have houses that are actually roads that have nothing to do with anything sexual, but are pastimes, they're hobbies, they're diversions that lead us somewhere, and we just haven't recognised it. So over the years, you know, I've sat and talked with people and I've seen football, horses, drink, 
friends, gambling, work, boyfriends, girlfriends that have actually turned out to be roads and highways that lead people to places that they never thought they'd end up with wrecked finances, wrecked relationships, and even a wrecked faith. Her house appears as a diversion, but it's actually a pathway. It was taking the naive young man somewhere. Now, remember I said this earlier, you are unique, but your experience and your path isn't, and neither is your destination. It's so important to recognize the disconnect between our intention and our direction. Because at the end of the day, it's not our intention that determines our destination, it's our direction. So we need to add a word or two to the principle of the path. That direction, not intention, determines our destination. Now, for some of you watching today, you'd love to have a strong faith. You'd love to know Jesus intimately and have a mature faith. I know that. But let me ask, is the road that you're on, you know, the habits and practices and attitudes that you have, are they leading you towards your destination of that close relationship? You know, I've heard so many Christians say, I wish I knew my Bible better, but then they never read it. And I'm not sure what they expect God to do to somehow infuse it into them. I don't know. No, reading the Bible is a pathway to knowing God better, understanding his plans for your life. It's a pathway to hear his voice, to be reminded of his unfailing love. Now, there's no quick fix. It's a pathway. And my question is, are you on it? And if not, you need to get on it. Use a Bible app on your phone. Use reading plans to help you. Do Bible reading plans as a small group or as a group of friends. Don't just intend to do it. Get on and do it. Make this year a great year to really start reading the Bible regularly. For some of you, your marriage or relationship might not be what you're wanting it to be. So have you ever stopped to ask the question why? And maybe the path your marriage or relationship is on isn't leading to where you want it to be. And if so, make a change. Do a U-turn. Start talking together. Have a date night. Choose not to work such long hours, but speak well of each other and to each other. You know, forgive and don't hold a record of wrongs. Go with what you know to be good, not just on what or how you feel. You know, a different direction will lead to a different destination. And maybe getting some counselling will be important for you. Or else, you know, we run the marriage course for couples here at The Forge. And if you're interested in doing this, drop us an email at info at forgechurch.com because we would love to help. And if financially you're heading in the wrong direction, then change routes. Stop buying what you want on Amazon and start saving. Cut back on buying new clothes and visit charity shops. Change your direction and in time, it will change your financial situation. There are no quick fixes, just paths. And so my questions to you this morning are these. Do, does your direction line up with your intention? You know, we all have good intentions, but is there a disconnect between the two? And are you willing to consider changing and living in the right direction? You know, on an Alpha course four years ago, Nathan celebrated his 30th birthday. And this was significant because most of his friends had said that he wouldn't live to seeing 30 because of his lifestyle of drink and drugs and gang life and other criminal activities. 
and Nathan changed direction. It was a dramatic change in allowing Jesus to redirect his life. And after rehab at Teen Challenge and studying the Bible every day and committing his life to following Jesus, he now gets alongside addicts and the homeless in Ipswich. A charity has been set up to support the work he does. And just before Christmas, Nathan got married. He is doing so well and he's in a very different place to four years ago. Why? Well, it's the principle of the path. It's our direction, not our intention, that determines our destination. That was true 900 years BC. That was true for Nathan and it's true for you and me too. Hey, let me pray for us. Father, thank you that your invitation to us through Jesus is that we might have life and life in all its fullness. You call us to walk a path that leads to life. So would you help us in this? And where we're walking in the wrong direction, would you give us the courage to make a change? and to set a new direction, one that leads to life and ultimately an intimate relationship with you. Please help us to connect our intentions with our direction and where we've messed up and where we go wrong or got lost, please would you forgive us and help us back onto the path that leads to life. Thank you, Jesus, that you died to deal with our mess and our sin. And thank you for your unfailing love and your patience. In Jesus' name. Amen. That's all for this week. Thanks once again for joining us. We'd love to keep the conversation going, so why not check out Forge Church UK on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram? Or go online at forgechurch.com where you can watch other content, find the next step, give financially, or see any details of what's currently going on in and around the Forge. We're looking forward to you joining us next time.